In 300 meters, turn left onto Via Enzo Manjavaki, SP18. Signs for Monticello, Spedaletto. So, picture this. A Fiat Tipo station wagon with four adults, four medium-sized suitcases, random bottles of wine, oh, and one backpack per person, and a large bottle of olive oil, all trying to make it up this steep incline on a road that Google Maps promised was a road. But instead, this road was crushed stone on top of large stones, as in a mountain of stone. <laughs> and guess what? Google Maps prevailed. And here we are, benvenuti to Kimberly's Italy. Yes, you could possibly have gotten a piece of dental floss between everything we had in that car at the time, possibly. <laughs> and Google Maps was a hoot trying to, as you heard at the very beginning, trying to have a pronounce some Italian words. <laughs> well, actually, the Google Maps girl gave up and started spelling, spelling them for yes. some odd reason. When, when you're coming into a roundabout and she's spelling the direction on the other side. <laughs> and here's the most odd thing. On these back roads, the stone roads, I mean, they promised it would get there. They did. But for some reason, Google Maps decides to state the name, the number, I should say, of the Strada Secondaria, the second secondary roads. The numbers are not written on the signs anywhere, but she is telling us, take Strada Secondaria 224618, and there's no numbers anywhere. It and just all I'm says, looking at is Siena 44. <laughs> like, where does 44 fit in here? Anyway, just like one of our previous trips down in Matera two years ago, Google Maps took us under Roman aqueducts, on dirt roads, you name it, she prevailed. We made it in the end every single time. So welcome to Kimberly's Italy, enabled by Google Maps <laughs> from Tuscany. <laughs> oh, okay, let's have the official welcome. Benvenuti to Kimberly's Italy. <laughs> My name is Kimberly Holcomb, and I am here with Tommaso, who has been the autista, the driver, the entire time because he just kind of took over and was all bossy pants. And <laughs> I'm a very good driver in Italy, and I love to drive a stick shift. And I've gotten to back up once out of a parking lot. That's my, it. My left leg needed a workout on the clutch. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here on, I don't know, day 16 or something of our road trip. And since our last episode, which we recorded in that fabulous farmhouse in Southern Toscana, it actually seems like we've been on the move rather nonstop. Uh-huh. <laughs> or let's put it in another perspective. In six, no, let's say, because we've been here a while. In 12 days, we have driven from Milano to Torino to Pisa to Southern Tuscany to Firenze, to Assisi, to Todi in Umbria, and to Montepulciano, where we've been a few days. So all told... It's been a while. It's been a lot of driving. I didn't even know that was a weekend this past weekend. <laughs> it's a look <laughs> at my calendar. But we are trying to fit 
a lot in. I normally don't recommend to my clients to do this much, but there's a reason to our madness. That was to meet a lot of owners of villas and hotels and managers and drivers and people that I work with. And so we've, we've been sneaking that in the mix. It's been great, a little tiring, but at the same time, loads of stories, funny, funny mishaps almost. And a of really, really lovely time. And a fabulous party along the way, which we'll talk about. Oh, at Dio a later mio. Date. But as I mentioned, Tommaso has been at the wheel the entire time, starting from when we landed in Malpensa. And I said, Oh, I'll drive out of here. He goes, No, let me try. And I literally <laughs> have not been in the driver's seat once except to back up when you were in the bathroom. <laughs> At the auto grill. <laughs> but since he's been driving so much, it's a little tiring. So while I was downstairs in the lovely villa we're in, he took a little reposo in our fabulous room, very comfortable. And I was getting ready to record this episode. I came back up. He had everything set up. So here we are in our beautiful room at a villa in Montepulciano. That is from the 1700s. Actually, I wish, because of all this driving, I wish that there was an app that would show how many switchbacks. Oh, switchbacks. Oh. <laughs> and switchbacks happen everywhere, but obviously, normally on mountains, and these are all mountains. So loads of switchbacks up and down. And wouldn't it be great if the app could also count the amount of roads that said they were roads and actually were, like I just described, dirt roads, one dirt path in Pisa, remember that, or Torino, <laughs> I can't even keep track, but it well, would that, be really funny. That was in Pisa during the, um, during the, uh, uh, marathon. Half, uh, the, during the marathon, but also when you talk about the switchbacks, the switchbacks, I wish Google could actually say something like she'd alert you to, this is a really sharp switchback. Like you've got about four feet to turn the car. <laughs> and if you don't turn it, it's going off like 3000 feet. Well, I've been zooming in a lot closer with the little, uh, Tommaso coming up now. <laughs> Sharp, 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 right? Oh, pull. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a lot of downshifting. It's been very fun and tutto bene. <laughs> Nothing bad has happened. All right. And let's just give credit to the Fiat Tipo. It's been totally up to the job. And I am pretty certain that the average visitor who comes to Italy does not put their rental car through the same off-piste type of routes we've chosen. However- It's holding up. And it I, is. I just want to say my first car was a Fiat Spider convertible. And uh, I'm actually enjoying the, let's call it the inexpensive feel of the car again. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. If you think it feels funny, wait till tomorrow. I've rented two vintage Cinquecentos that both- we are here with friends right now. Four of us, two couples, two cars, about 50-year-old Fiat Cinquecentos. We're going to drive around the Tuscan countryside. It's a small body wrapped around a John Deere lawnmower engine. <laughs> anyway, the reason we choose to ride on all these back roads is because 
you see more of the country. The landscape, as I've described before in Tuscany in the fall, after they harvest all the fields, it's so stunning. And I have described it several times in various previous podcast episodes. And yet, here you are finally, for the first time in a few years, seeing it yourself. And do you agree with all my previous descriptions of the beauty of it? Yes, I've never been to this. I haven't been to this area. This is perfect. And I just want to say something about driving in Italy also. It is wonderful to get to have people getting out of the passing lane. It's like a religion here. Yes. People pass you and they get over. Right. And that doesn't matter if it's a three lane or a four lane or a two lane. You get the heck out of the left lane. Right. And I just want to say one thing about my fellow countrymen in America. <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> they follow the rules of the road and it does make it a lot more Otherwise, polite. polite. Otherwise, there was a once a, a Ferrari climbing up our tuchus pretty fast. There were several cars <laughs> right on your tail when you were going a tad too slow or whatever. Alora, one more thing about this villa where we are recording right now. I have had several clients stay here over the years since I first stayed here. And so many last year, so many this year. And in particular... Last month in September, I had two different clients, two couples, one from New Jersey, one from way northern Canada, and they were overlapping here by two days. They didn't know each other, but I mentioned to both of them, oh, I have other clients there who are also interested in a vineyard tour. Would you be interested in sharing the day with my favorite driver, who is also a sommelier? I should preface that by saying he is a sommelier who also, also drives yes. my clients around mm -hmm. and what a treat. So they said, Certo, of course, let's do it. They shared the expense. They had the best day and they have both returned home and they've emailed me individually and went on and on. So in summary, they're like new BFFs and <laughs> <laughs> they had such a good day here and the proprietor of this beautiful villa said the same thing. They were lovely. And it's just like a happy, happy circle of enjoyment that comes and goes when you tee everybody up and you know where they're staying is run by lovely, friendly people. And uh, it's just like makes me feel good when everyone was so happy to be here. And now we're here. Allora. Well, speaking of, as I was writing, <laughs> check this out, as I was writing my notes downstairs, a lot of people checked in and the proprietor and her assistant were speaking English. They were all English speaking, some South Africans, Americans, English, and the proprietor and her assistant were speaking English to everyone, but they don't even realize, but they threw in the word alora every other <laughs> sentence and these people, I was watching them just like, what does Alora mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Alora, a quick catch up from where we left you last week. And that is that we drove, as we mentioned, from Southern Tuscany up to Firenze. However, mostly on the autostrada in order to get there in time to meet our friends who were flying in from the US. So Tommaso and I, well, Tomasa was driving. Of course. And I was the navigator. And we found our way to 
a parkejo, a parking lot that I had reserved in advance, knowing that there was a lot going on in Firenze, and I wanted to be sure to have a reserved parking lot. We found our way there, easy peasy, a few little, you know, mishaps at roundabouts. At roundabouts. That happens a lot. When Miss Google wasn't up to, up to speed. <laughs> well, the cellular connection was a little behind. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we made it and pull into this parkejo. And we thought, same thing as Torino, the most spotless parking garage you've ever seen. And as you turned in, the, the floors are like fresh paint fresh enamel and you're making this noise. And it was like, you could eat your pizza off the floor of this parquet, Joe. So the very friendly manager called a taxi because we had our luggage and we were outside of the car-free zone. So it was too far to walk with our checked bags and our backpacks, etc. So he called the taxi company and he walked out and goes, Arriva fra sei minuti. Your taxi will arrive in six minutes. It's like, va bene, grazie mille. And literally, the taxi, the taxi arrived in five minutes, 50 seconds, <laughs> like right on time. That was very impressive. So, that taxi driver, very friendly, he drove us to the palazzo where we were staying in Oltrano, which is the other side of the river, opposite of where the Palazzo Vecchio and Ponte Vecchio and the Duomo. It's a little quieter. Well, I was going to say, historically, it's been less crowded. The day we drove in that taxi, we got closer and closer. When we got to the PT Palace, we're like, oh, Dio mio. Well, I also think because it was only like a half a block from Ponte Vecchio, if it had been over one block more or down one block further down the river, it wouldn't have felt as crowded. But Ponte Vecchio is like, like the, like the Duomo is action central because everybody's looking at the gold. Yes. Well, we got a little bummed out because we had just spent three days in the Southern Tuscan countryside at that. Just hanging. That farmhouse that was so quiet. The only thing you heard were dogs (laughs) and wine bottles popping open. (laughs) And so we're like, oh, geez, it's so crowded. But at the same time, we had to realize we're tourists as well. Yes. Our friends are flying in for this, what we're about to tell you. So we are tourists as well. So we can't be all kinds of, you know, annoyed at them because we are the same. So we checked into our place where we left our luggage because it was getting clean. We walked back outside, up comes a taxi and there's our friends. And... As I do with every trip, I give our friends or whomever I'm traveling with Italian names. So in this case, it's Beppe and Oleandra. Oleandra being the female. All right. So Beppe and Oleandra show up in a taxi, like right as we're walking out the door. Couldn't have been more perfect timing. And we put their luggage inside the palazzo as well. And Tommaso and I had already done a little walkabout of the the neighborhood, and we found the perfect, quiet, little corner, local place. We went in, they gave us a table. It was cool because we were inside. It was, I forgot to mention, baking hot that first day in Firenze. It was just oppressive because we had just come from the countryside. And we're like, <gasps> <laughs> oh, so 
We enjoyed a lovely lunch inside this little local place with Aperol Spritz, Insulata, and of course, Tommaso had to order, you know, yet another helping of prosciutto, brasala, because he's in the land of meat. I have meat, and I'm going home to get into the discipline of vegetables again, exactly. I'm sure. Grazie Dio. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a lovely time, and those three days in Firenze flew by because they were chock-a-block full of so many people we saw and parties and art openings and et cetera. But they flew by, but we will get into details about that in a future episode because, to be honest, we were so lucky to be invited to an art opening at Palazzo Vecchio by our friends from New York, we'll describe later. And after this art opening, we and our friends, Beppe and Oleandra, were invited to a private dinner on the Arno River at the Rowing Club at one of those quintessential Tuscan tables of about 60 people, 30 on a side, candles everywhere, lovely lighting on the river. And one end's view was the back of Ponte Vecchio. Yep. And the other end's view was down the river. It was it was dreamlike. And we met a couple of new friends. Oh, yes, we did. And but the, we'll, Okay, go ahead. I just want to say one thing about the woman we met. I forget her name right now. I've Cindy. Got, Cindy. She said, I went, when I told her I was a sailor, or we got into some discussion, she said, my ex-husband was a sailor. He bought a boat. That's why he's my ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> she was great. She's from the Midwest. Yes. We'll get into all that in a future episode. But- we will also tell you about our trip to Assisi, which we went to after we left Firenze, and then the drive on yet more back roads into the region of Umbria, where we stayed in an ancient castello, castle, close to the village of Todi. We actually have put a lot of kilometers on the Fiat Tipo, right? Not to mention a lot of vibrations. <laughs> yes, I was worried about the, um, what do you call it, the... Well, you got the full damage waiver. Yes, I did. <laughs> I thought about, hmm, we're actually driving a lot of places. I'm thinking about what happened, what's connected to the wheels when you ride on them. Shocks. So shocks. I was worried about the shocks going, but everything is still. There's nothing like don't. entering 375 roundabouts like we have <laughs> with the idea that if you get whacked, you get whacked, big deal. Right, right. I have the insurance policy coverage, but. Also, let's just brag, there's no dents. There's no missing. To do, we have driving to do. Oh, no, it's fine. It's, it's good luck to chat about this. <laughs> no there's no missing, <laughs> you know, rear view mirrors. You know, no. that kind of thing has happened on previous trips. So we have a long history of road trips oh. and tutto posto, we're good right now. Okay. How do you say curse in Italian? I don't know. Carrying on. Curso. <laughs> Curso from La Capa. So, in summary, we've had a really great time, but as I mentioned, we've done more, packed in more than I usually recommend. However, Way that, more. Is, that is because I this have- is, This trip is for professionals. Yeah. <laughs> but as I mentioned, I've met so many managers, for example, in Firenze, three, four different- One's a palazzo, two hotels, one is a very high-end place. 
I finally got to meet the managers, the proprietors of all those accommodations where I've sent people for years. So that was fantastic. The same down in Umbria. So it's been full of meeting colleagues, people I work with, and then I have a better feel for the places and they then know me in person as well. And also a better feel for the new places you've... Yes, I've found a lot of new places. And let's not forget, we have also tried to sneak in meeting as many of my Italian friends and colleagues as possible. And we will be doing that tonight. Exactly. Paolo, our friend... the, The chef? Paolo, our friend, the Tuscan chef, is going to meet us tonight in Pienza at my favorite restaurant there. And hopefully the sommelier, Marco, as well. But we met old friends, colleagues, I should say, this morning. What a day we had. And we will go into that as well in a previous episode. Not in a previous episode. Oh, or a future episode. (laughs) Someone's tired. (laughs) Allora, we will be back home for our next week's episode And we will fill you in on all the interesting places we've seen, the delicious meals we've eaten, the museums I was so fortunate to be in alone, a gazillion churches. While church lady is in there, Tommaso is somewhere in a square having a beer or a glass (laughs) of wine or an Aperol spritz or a cafe. You know what? I will admit to everybody, you've turned into a little espresso junkie. (laughs) He just uh, announced this morning when we left our, was that this morning when we left our first place in, yes, that was this morning. No, that was yesterday morning. Yes. Yesterday morning, we left our place in Todi, the Costello, and he made yet another quick Nespresso. He's like, I'm going to buy one of these when we get home. So there you have it. There you go. Allora, basta. Next week's episode, we'll be well rested, have lots to talk about. We will probably have at least six episodes from this trip to talk about. We could make 10 out of it. It was just on our road trips, <laughs> dirt dirt roads, stone roads, and roundabouts. Okay. <laughs> Va bene, grazie tutti, e ci vediamo. Ciao, ciao. Talk to you next week. Ciao, ciao.